the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Morning, Karen. Morning, I'm still Mark. Still, yeah, I'm still trying to get ready here. Do you know why I'm playing this song? Here? No. Have you ever heard this song? Before? Yeah, Tina Turner. Very good. Because? Yeah, I like this one. This sounds more like a rock concert than a rally, political rally. Mm hmm. So this was the other night. Did you see this? This was in Toledo. This is President no, Trump. No, I, I did see the headlines. Vice President Mike Pence, great job you're doing, and hello, Toledo. We love <laughs> Holy Toledo. <laughs> you remember, I was here a lot. You remember 2016, what a year that was, right? Mm-hmm. And 2020 is going to be even better. So he walked into this song. But I'm thrilled to hold the first round. Okay. That was what the song that was playing. Well, one of his warm-up songs. And as we begin the new year, our economy is booming. Wages are soaring. Workers are thriving. And America's future has never, ever looked brighter. All right, there you go, Carrie. Yeah, that so, crowd's you know, fired up. You know, well, he's fired up. You know, he was, uh, you know, and coming off the, the the quite a crazy first couple of weeks of the year, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and, and good morning, everyone. This is Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and you found Financial Food for Thought. And we'll, I'll have Kara give it a little more of introduction in the beginning, but... Most of the listeners know that, uh, you know, we've been gearing up. We've been saying, you know, fasten your seatbelts mm-hmm. in 2020. Get, welcome to the new Roaring Twenties. Right. Because we've got an election year and it's going to get, you know, and 
So, you know, impeachment, right? I mean, I don't really know what's going on there, but it's going to affect a lot of things. One thing is, you know, the USMCA. You know, I thought that was ready to go. Right. And now we're saying, well, maybe it's not ready to go because of some Senate crazy procedure where it has to go through like a dozen subcommittees and it's like well you know and it's like really i thought everyone wanted it i mean no one no one's gonna you know it it passed in the house trump wants it trump's been talking about and now they're saying well also if it you know they wanted to get it done before the impeachment trial you know begins in the senate so they were i thought they were going to push it through well apparently they're not pushing it through um, what else have we got? You know, the, if when is the impeachment going to happen? I don't know. Now, let's ask, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what she's thinking about. But, you know, the point is, you know, the Democrats, they got another debate coming up in a week, right? Uh, uh, you know, it's supposed to be, what, in the 14th, 15th, whatever. I mean, I know you've got it down on your calendar. Yeah, here, no, you I don't even watch There's only going to be so five more up there. No one even qualifies. You know, Andrew Yang, you know, the, the last person of color, last candidate of color is not even going to be on stage. They say they're um, so boring The uh, you and know, so and, predictable. Well, and, and, and so maybe no one cares if they cancel it, if the impeachment trial so. begins. You know, There's supposed to be four more after that, I think, if you can believe it. Oh, um, so, you know, so that, uh, and the other thing, too, we've got... You know, well, speaking of um, Andrew Yang, right, you know, uh, he's upset, right, because he didn't get on the Ohio primary um, as a a candidate. Okay, Uh, because apparently um, they disqualified his, you know, signatures or whatever you need to get on the ballot. Hmm. And he wasn't too happy about that. You know, that's going to be St. Patty's Day, right? It's right. Which, remember, they were talking about that. It's like, do you really want to have the primary on St. Patrick's Day? I mean, I don't know if the two mix very well, but whatever, they're doing it. And uh, now he's going to have to be a write-in. So he's really upset about that. So um, so, so I don't know what's going on with the impeachment. I don't know what's uh, going on. You know, we also, of course, had the Iran-Iraq issue ongoing. You know, so it's a lot going on. But in the meantime, don't look now, Carrie, but the roaring 20s in the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, things, you know, couldn't look brighter. Um, so, so and, and when you look at the... And I think that's what get, he on his rallies. He just there's no one that can get. He is the best on the, who else on stage. Did you hear Michael Bloomberg also spoke in Akron this week? Did you hear that, Gary? No, I, I couldn't be more boring. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, if but, you know, but those are all over the news because Hollywood and celebrities are all over the Democrat. Yeah, but he literally he said nothing. Right. Just like the Democratic debate. I mean, you know, (laughs) same old, same old. It it was I mean, in other words, the crowd was like trying to get excited. I think the crowd was like, hey, is this going to be like a Trump rally, like another old white billionaire rally who can really get us excited? No, not exactly. I mean, no, I think I I have to say, regardless of how you feel, he is one of a kind. And I think people like that. He doesn't have a filter. Sometimes he probably says things he shouldn't. But I think that's why there's a lot of people that like him he he you know look at his actions not his words i guess and what he's trying to do yeah and so i i think the only one you know i don't see any of the candidates up on stage with him in the debate well we'll see you know um oh you know that now that i would watch i think that'd be interesting well i think the only one more boring than bloomberg was michael pence you know michael pence introduced trump right you know at well, he's in toledo not, he's a nice man he's not a dynamic right energizing see i think you know bloomberg could beat pence in, mm-hmm. a, in a presidential but i don't think bloomberg can beat trump um 
Anyway, so why don't you get us going here? Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life and hopefully make you aware of issues that you weren't before. And it applies to people who are working and thinking about their retirement um, or want to know what they should be doing today and people in their retirement years and certainly um, at Passage and the radio show. We've been doing it a long time. It's sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. We are known for custom financial plans. That's what we do, that traditional financial planning, modeling, number crunching, and helping people use opportunities, avoid traps in the complicated tax code, know what they can afford to spend, when they can afford to retire, how to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible. And then... um, And also address financial disruptors that can occur and have a plan in place for those things. We do not do investments, although we do look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency. Most of our clients already work with an existing investment person, or in many cases now, people play the role of investment advisor themselves. And we have comprehensive planning options, and we have hourly planning. We do offer a free, no-obligation consultation. If you want to come in and see really how our process is different, if we can bring added value to you, and if we can bring you added value, um, we'll recommend one of our planning platforms or other options. And if not, we'll at least point you in the right direction. Um, So we do offer that free no obligation consultation by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights and we have offices around the greater Cleveland area. I also wanted to remind people we have our January planning classes um, out there and it's not too early to register. They're coming up pretty quick. Um, Both classes are free to attend. There's great new handouts included and we're going to talk a lot about at both classes, more the IRA and Roth one the new secure act and how they impact the different topics we're doing Wednesday, January 22nd at three o'clock is our IRA and Roth and tax qualified asset class. If you're 59 and a half and older. So if you're 70 and a half and older or now 72 and a half or older and, um, dealing with minimum required distributions already, we're going to talk about the rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions that um, cause people problems, strategies to minimize the overall tax liability either during your lifetime and your heirs. We're going to show you how in many cases minimum required distribution often creates more tax dollars for the government. Spend time on Roth contributions and Roth conversions and the differences. There's a lot of uh, misconceptions. Stretch IRA new information and some of the changes with the SECURE Act. Right. And Carrie, you know, the SECURE Act is really, you know, a lot more people now are saying, well, maybe Roth IRAs aren't such a bad idea when they talk about, you know, how that stretch, uh, what I call it, these uh, less stretched IRA, you know, Mm -hmm. where the the non-spouse beneficiary has to get the the money out in 10 years. They can't do it over the rest of their lifetime. And we'll talk more. We'll talk a lot about that. The class, uh, Carrie, I know we've done it. If you want to catch our podcast, we've been talking about it for the last few shows. But back to the Roth, uh, you know, so so at the class, we'll be talking about backdoor Roths, right? You mm-hmm. know, contribution. We'll talk about barn door Roths. And right. you say, Mark, what the heck is a barn door Roth? Come well, out to the class. That's a Mark Donnelly term. That's not, right. you're not going to find that in the Internal Revenue Code. But, Maybe, you might find it now on the internet. But basically, it's, it's also, uh, on the internet, you'll find it under mega Roth carry or super Roth. 
Um, it's the idea that if you are working for an employer who, uh, who has uh, who's providing a 401k plan and the plan allows you to put in, you know, excess contributions after tax, after tax excess contributions mm-hmm. above what you can, you know, do under the limits of the tax deferred or the pre-tax contributions. And maybe the company's throwing some money in. But in other words, if there's this uh, there's this overall amount that the IRS code allows, not that all plans allow it, but the, the federal government allows it. And if your plan adopts it, you know, then you can put these excess contributions. Now, you, it's it's after tax, so you don't get the tax deduction up front. But there was a favorable IRS ruling back in, I don't know, 2014 or whatever that said that there is a way that you can move these after tax basis and, you know, these excess contributions when either you depart from the, the, the company, at, let's say, at retirement, or if you're over, you know, if you can do in-service withdrawals because you're over the age of 59 and a half, that you can actually move these excess after-tax contributions separate from the rest of the money inside the 401k and move it directly into a Roth IRA. So, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, high income earners who can't contribute to a Roth IRA because of the uh, income limitations. So if the plan, so we'll be talking, so I call that the barn door Roth. And there's a lot of misconceptions about that. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't think that's possible to do that. Well, it's tricky. You know, we can't talk enough about on this show about coordination of advisors. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working on clients on that type of plan, I make sure we're talking to the plan administrator. We're talking to the client CPA. Um, and we're also talking to the client's investment advisor, depending on, you know, where the money is going to move to. So we make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted so you can properly execute, you know, this this, um, you know, this special Roth uh, uh, rule. All right. So that class again is Wednesday, January 22nd at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights. Then on January 28th is our retirement planning class for people who are getting closer to their future retirement, probably 10 years or less, and already in their retirement and talking about issues that impact your lifestyle, long-term financial stability, Social Security, healthcare costs, inflation, future taxes, creating future tax-efficient income, uh, financial disruptors. Big part of it is retirement rules that you often hear about that are misused, misunderstood, and much more. Details are online at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com, or give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Leave a message, and we'll get back to you on Monday morning. All right. Listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And in the month of January, we uh, all our shows, all these shows in January, we're highlighting how you can build a custom financial plan. That's how we do it for our clients at the estate planning team. Um, if you're trying to do this at home or, you know, obviously we can help you with that as well. But, you know, what are some of the things? How do you do it? And so um, we started, you know, in the previous show where, you know, if you can go back and listen to that in the podcast, you know, we started saying, yeah, we start with expenses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we, actually, we start with a net worth, you know, get your detailed right. net worth, get a good accounting, get a good balance sheet. And then, you know, you can talk about your goals and objectives.
is. But, you know, when you really start getting down to what the input that's going to go in to your model, you know, you know, the expenses, you know, we found that over the decades that, you know, new clients coming into us who perhaps tried to build a financial plan on their own, either using their own spreadsheets or maybe using a, a an online type of calculator, they they what they were, they were missing the concept of really detailing expenses um, and the and the idea that not all expenses are the same you know some are going to go on forever some are it's going to be limited some may be pay go be gone in a, in, in a few years maybe if you're paying down a mortgage for example um, you may want to use different inflation rates depending on the characteristic of the expense. One would be for, you know, the grocery bill. One uh, higher inflation may be for if, if you're funding college education or, uh, you know, health insurance in retirement. So it's the idea of saying, you know, you know, we build what we call the expense pyramid, you know, where, you know, we have all these different types of expenses. And when they all add it together, they're giving you a conservative, realistic cost of the rest of your life. And that's what we, you know, really realized that people weren't doing. They were shortcutting that. Um, they were just, you know, or they were trying to back into that number. They're saying, well, how much can I spend? Well, you, I guess you can do it that way as well. That's sometimes called the 10 minute retirement plan, which is usually some version of William Benjamin's 4% rule saying, well, whatever's in your nest egg, when you want to start your retirement, you know, and then you, you, you assume a rate of growth on the investments. You assume, you know, how many years do you want it, you know, to last, um, and then, you know, you add some inflation factor in. So every year you're taking out a little bit more from the investments. OK. And then you add in your Social Security and pensions, et cetera. So that's the 10 minute retirement plan. And that may be that may be a good starting point. As a matter of fact, we do that for our clients as well. Right. If they haven't seen that yet, if they haven't done that themselves yet. So but you also got to modify that. You know, because Benjamin's, uh, you know, 4% rule was based on his assumptions. Uh, you know, it might not be yours. Um, you know, rate of return is a big one, right? Um, the time period. You know, Benjamin was using 30 years. Is that what you're using? Are you using 20 years? Are you using 40 years? You know, and so you have to customize even those. But the point is, that's what we say. That's a good, you know, uh, easy way to say, are you in the ballpark? In other words, if you're saying, hey, Mark, I want to know if I can retire a year from now or two years from now. OK, so let's run Benjamin's 4% rule modified to your circumstances, your assumptions. And are you in the ballpark? But reality, that does not normally carry leave our clients into decision making mode. OK, because it's really not realistic because your expenses aren't the same every year except for a set one inflation factor. Right? It's, it goes a little deeper than that, you know, and that's where we get into the expense pyramid. So I'm going to continue on that. Before I continue on that, though, we did some other economic data during the week. OK, we had the first jobs report or okay. I should say the last jobs report of 2019. Right. Um, the December report, it came in below census and everybody's kind of scratching their heads. Because it was it was a low consensus number. They were, you know, the consensus was looking for one hundred sixty thousand dollars, one hundred sixty thousand non farm payrolls, new jobs, and it came in at one hundred forty five thousand. But there were a lot of people that thinking it was going to be higher than one hundred sixty because they were talking there was going to be some 
uh, Christmas effect. Did you hear that, Carrie? They were no. saying, well, there, someone was trying. I didn't really quite understand it, but apparently, you know, we've talked about how it was a late Thanksgiving, right? right. It was a short Christmas season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, yeah. Somehow they thought that was going to materially affect the jobs before, before December. I really don't think so. I, I don't I know, don't. but, um, and, you know, so whatever, it came in disappointing uh, below consensus. Also, we had small negative reversions for the prior two months. Nothing to, you know, really, you know, upset the apple cart too much. Um, but, you know, unemployment rates stayed the same, 3.5%. I guess what was even more, you know, you know, eyebrow lifting a little bit was the idea that the average hourly earnings you know, year over year, tick back below 3%. And that's been the stymie of everything. You're saying, well, okay, so if we have a tight job market, why aren't average hourly earnings going up? So that's um, that's our new economy, right? Um, so, you know, that was a jobs report. Um, like I said, you know, we, we, we're all waiting for the USMCA to be passed. Um, you know, we assume that Pelosi at any minute, I don't know if she's done it yet, but, you know, send the articles of impeachment over soon so we can get that going. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, don't look now, but stock market, new highs, right? Mm. Um, all right. So what about, you know, building your own financial plan? Um, well, okay, so... Some of the expenses that you might want to, you know, put outside the category of like mandatory living expenses, right? So, um, Carrie, gifting comes into play a lot, mm-hmm. right? Um, and gifting, you could break that down between, you know, charitable gifting, obviously, um, and maybe family gifting. And by when we say family, it's really beyond your kids, okay? It could be, it, it could be everyone in your circle. Because what right. we're talking about is cash dollars flow. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you know, some people budget. Hey, we know we have at least a we have a big family. We have a wedding every year. We have a graduation. We'll we talk have about a baby weddings. shower. No, I'm not talking about wedding. I'm saying attending a wedding. Like oh, my oh, niece sure. is getting married. Yeah. I have a graduation. Some people have big families. There's going to be a baby shower, a wedding shower, like so birthdays, yeah. holidays. And you got to be realistic with yourself, right. right? You know, I remember the one time we had a couple in and. We, you know, and part of, you know, part of what we've also talked about on this show is that once your model is built, you don't put in a sock drawer for 30 years, right? The idea is we're very active planners at the estate planting. We're always working at it. Mm-hmm. So part of that is our, our, you know, when we talked about the maintenance process, which we talked about in December on the shows, right, Carrie? You can go back and listen to those podcasts. But it's the idea that, like, right now what we're doing for our clients is we're reviewing, we're updating their year-end net worth, that balance sheet, because our plan had a projection of where we thought their net worth would be at the end of the year. So we want to know, are you ahead of plan? Are you behind plan? You know, how much? You know, why? You know, we should have enough detail. But I remember the one year we were doing that with a couple and, and you know, they were they were like 10,000. They were in excess of $10,000 behind plan. And boy, was she not happy with that. And it wasn't because of the market because we can tell. Yeah. So we, we went through the process. No, right. the market in that particular year wasn't that. I said, well, OK, we, we, we said, did you have any um, big, uh, you know, automobile expenses or health care expenses that home weren't planned for? That, yeah. Or home repairs? No, they thought about that. And we had a budget for that. And they said, no, we were within budget there. And, you know, she was at the point where she was saying, this model is not working. What's wrong? And then I'm watching him, okay, and I see him kind of like leaning back in his chair to get behind her vision, 
Okay. Okay. And I see he's trying to communicate something to me. <laughs> and I'm That doesn't happen often in our meetings. And and, and I'm like, uh-oh. Um, and I, cause I kept saying, was there something, cause eventually you get around to saying, did you just blow money on something? In other words, was right. it a, Hobbies. W- was it an impulse purchase, you know, that we just didn't, you know, account for? Um, and I can see him like giving me the, like cut the, like, don't let's get off this subject, but she wouldn't leave it alone. Right. Okay, and, and I said, I said, well, did you? And then I'm asking my questions. You know, well, did you, did you buy anything? You know, discretionary. And, and she goes, like, she goes, well, Mark, what do you mean? And I just, on top of my head, I said, well, you know, art sometimes comes in. I said, any jewelry? And then, you know, now I'm seeing him like eyes, like telling me to shut up. Right. And she's going, well, what do you mean, like jewelry? And here, he had gotten his wife a very nice necklace. Okay. For Christmas. Okay. And she had no idea what the price tag was. Mm. And guess what the price tag was? 10000 There you go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so sometimes problems. that, you know, so sometimes that's what we mean by, you know, there's, you know, you got to be honest. You got to be true. But remember, this is your plan, not my plan. Right. I'm not mad at him that he didn't tell me that he was going to purchase his a wife a $10,000. You know, he knew he could afford it. It's just mm-hmm. that she was like. Well, why she are went, we off? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so you know, so you can talk about that. You said weddings, right, Carrie? We've never had any issues with weddings. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about planning weddings for, for children, right? right. Uh, we've had, we've never had differences between husband and wife on the budget for that, have we? Right, Carrie? or or parents and their kids. What's expected um, <laughs> might be a little disconnect. Yeah, you know, and then what really is in the cost of a wedding? Depends on your wedding. I mean, and what you're willing. I mean, there's some people which I'll be in that camp. Where you get X amount of dollars and anything you want above that, that's on you. And other people have unlimited. Right. So there's always degrees. And this is why you don't ask your neighbors what they're planning on spending on their daughter's wedding. Right. I don't care about them. You know, you know, sharpen your own elbows, you know, and, and then sometimes we have the client, you know, when, you know, when we, when we talk about family gifting. Um, so as my point about family gifting, it's also presents you're buying for each other, mom and dad, not just, you know, what you're buying for the kids. Okay, you know, if you really want to, you know, get accurate, right? Um, but you know, so it was back to the uh, the weddings, and and we we consider that part of family gifting, right? Because it's mm-hmm. not mandatory, um, it's discretionary, you know? right? Um, so, but you know, and so sometimes, you know, when when we we see a, a new client come in who have children who are unmarried, and they don't put anything down for gifting. So it's like weddings. We bring it up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we get, you know, off the top of their heads, the new client says, well, do you think we we need to budget for weddings? I was like, well, maybe you ought to think about that. I don't know. Do you want some parents said um, I'm not paying for it? I yeah. helped you along the way. I mean, way. that's my point. Everybody's you know, different. Yeah, there's. You're not going to look up in a manual and say, you know, the, the definitive whether you should be budgeting for your daughter's wedding or not. One, that's it's your, your decision. It's your choice, and how much is your choice, right. and it varies greatly. And you can say, well, I don't know when they're going to get married. Well, obviously, you don't know. I mean, sometimes you do, right? But uh, assuming you don't, right? 
Well, then, you know, so then we're back to, you know, two parameters that we always talk about to our clients when you're trying to, or if you're doing this at home, when you're trying to build in a budget for a future expense. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your parameters in mind. One, that it's conservative. And two, that it's realistic. Okay. And they're not the same thing. No. But, you know, you want to make sure both of them are, you know, are, are uh, green lights before you book the assumption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, you, just, you know, for example, with the future wedding costs. Well, first of all, where are you in, you know, in other words, you're saying, well, Mark, I don't know when my daughter's going to get married. Well, of course you don't. But, I mean, we could make a conservative, realistic assumption about that. Maybe you know, assume is she 30 by yeah, 35? Do you 25, just... 30, 35, you know, somewhere along those lines. Okay, now what about the cost? Well, the cost is that's where we've seen some variations uh, between our clients, Carrie, haven't mm-hmm. we? Um, you know, it, you know it, so you have to discuss that. You know, sometimes we ask mom to leave the room and ask dad and then ask dad to leave the room. Right. And then we have them write their piece of numbers down on a piece yeah. of paper and then they share them and then, you know, the fireworks go off. Right. Um, but, you know, the idea is whatever you decide as a budget. OK. You know, then you got to say, well, depending on how far out you're booking in the future, you know, do you add inflation to it? You know, all that good stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, that's and, and the idea is you're just building it on paper right now or on the model. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that you're doing it. You just want to know, is it a conservative, realistic number if you're trying to envision what it's really going to cost for you to for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and kind of go from there and then let the robot come back and say you can afford it or not or how much you can afford a wedding. And then eventually with the maintenance plan, which you talked about on previous show, reality replaces those assumptions and adjustments, but at least it's a realistic conservative expense that may happen at some point during your lifetime. Right. And you're accounting for it. Right. For example, Carrie, I remember one case we had the couple and they had four children, one son and three daughters. Mm -hmm. And um, they, uh, were, they were going to book, uh, the, the, the one son was already married, so he was done. And then the three daughters were, who were single at the time when we were building their plan and we had this discussion and they had built out and I can't remember exactly how, it, I think they just did it in, um, they just defaulted to doing the, assuming that the oldest daughter was going to get married first. Right. Just you know, cause they didn't know. And then the second oldest a few years later, and then the youngest a few years after that. And so then we built in the price tag, you know, what it was. And so that was in their plan A, their model. Right. And we were showing them that, yeah, even with the future inflated cost of these three weddings, you can still retire and be okay. You know, and, and, you know, until whatever your longevity you want to run your plan to. Right. So that was that was a model. But now you had mentioned something about until reality changes the assumption, right? Mm-hmm. And in their case, Carrie, I don't know if you remember this, but in, I think in I know their which case, one you're talking about. All three daughters got engaged the same year mm. and scheduled their weddings in the same year. And See? not on the same day to cut costs. <laughs> yeah. And that was <laughs> not in the plan, right? right. Um, but they didn't panic. They were obviously overjoyed. Um, you know, because having the uh, one engagement announcement, you right. know, is more. I guess it more depends three. who they're engaged to. Um, well, well, yeah, I'll let, yeah. <laughs> well, we won't go there, Kerr. Um, but yeah, the other thing was um, so, but the, they didn't panic because in reality, it, it although it was going to change the cash flow on the short run. In the long run, it really wasn't still going to be that far off because we had budgeted in the three. 
So we did budget in the cost of the three, but now it, it's just going to, instead of that cost happening over a period of, you know, five to 10 years, it was happening in one year, but you know, we knew that the money was still going to be there and they're going to be okay and everything worked out fine. So, you know, that's the idea of saying, hey, as long as you make conservative, realistic assumptions, okay, this is a way that you could say, okay, um, I'm, you know, when reality, you know, replaces the assumption, doesn't mean you have to start all over again. It just means you go in and adjust that one particular reality, you know, that you now have a better assumption to make. And people, I think, are very surprised or they can get their head around a couple of years. This is talking about, you know, 10, 20, 30 years of your lifetime and telling you what's realistic, what's not. You know, sometimes we've had people come in the process and they're in their 80s and they have this pile of money they wish they should have, would have, could have. So it's giving you clarity as much as planning. And then it's also taking the income piece. And then how do you create the income I know you're going to talk about as tax efficiently as possible and using those thresholds and being aware of uh, the Medicare thresholds, the different tax brackets and coordination advisors with your tax preparer, your CPA. And remember, the estate planning team has been around more than 35 years helping people solve problems, save money um, and use opportunities in this complicated tax code. And we offer a free no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person. And you can take advantage of the free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Call today and leave a message while you're thinking about it or go onto the website at financialfoodforthought.com. The website, you can contact us through there via email, or you can also um, sign up for the January planning classes that incorporate the new SECURE Act and other law changes. There are updated versions of our class. January 22nd, which is a Wednesday at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights, is the IRA Tax Qualified Asset and Roth planning class. Details again are on the website. There's a free workbook included. Then on January 28th is the retirement class for retirees and people nearing retirement. And you can call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. I know, Carrie, another, you know, discretionary item that uh, that doesn't, you know, it's not part of every one of our clients' plans, but I would certainly say a majority of them yeah, maybe not. I mean, well, different levels is if if the home that they're in right now, they know that's not going to be their last home. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and that can take many versions. Right. Right. Um, you know, so I would say, yeah, the majority of our clients, they're not in their final home in their minds. But there's a there's a slight majority or less than that who think that they actually are looking for a tomb home scenario. OK. Um, and that's much more of an expensive endeavor to afford that and much more planning. You know, you have to kind of build two home expenses. Um, another group, Carrie, maybe the ones that are looking for a vacation home or they're looking to relocate in a vacation type property. You know, the idea that they want to get out of the Cleveland winters, right? They want to move to Florida, right? You know, for the tax free and, and, and the nice weather. And so a lot of them, though, you know, if they have this idea that that's really what they envision they want to do in retirement, but they really have no idea if they can afford that. Right. Um, And so that's so that's one that, you know, when you're building plan A, let's say, you know, you have to if you're thinking that you have to spend some time on that. 
you know, because it's just, by the way, not the purchase price of the place, right? You know, or, you know, you have to kind of get that difference between, well, what other expense changes right. are going to be? And let's just assume it's not a two-home scenario. Let's just assume you're going to sell and then buy. Well, you know, a two-home scenario is tough to build. I right. mean, as far as you have to have a lot of money. And so, you know, so sometimes, you know, the the plan, that's really the goal of the client is they want to know, hey, I, you know, yeah, I want to, you know, be, I don't want to run on money, but what I really want to know is can I buy this Florida property and make the move? Um, and so, Kara, we've done that how many times over many. the decades, right? Um, and we always say, you know, well, you better get your plan built before you even start looking. <laughs> Because, Kara, why do we say that? Hmm. Because a lot of times we've had enough of those phone calls when we, you know, we're working with a client and we say, are you planning on buying that new Florida home soon or later? And if they say, oh, it's it's going to be later, I'm, I'm not going to end the, But I'm going to go look this winter. I'm going to I'm going to go down there and look. Carrie, what do we warn them about? Hmm. Maybe we Don't ought to fall build, in love with the first. Well, maybe we ought to build a model, right? And see if you can, you know, let's see what the budget is first before, before you, you run go. out and fall in so, love with a place yeah. that you can't afford. Well, yeah, and then other times, don't what you were say don't, you say, don't, don't buy don't, the first. Yeah, you know, where was the case? You, we had a case where the client she had retired and she was thinking about getting a place in Florida. Well, a lifelong dream, right? right. That was her bucket list, and she really wanted to do it, and she could afford to do it. She was a big golfer, it. right? So she want, she loved the idea of being able to golf year-round. Oh, yeah. So she went, or we build in a, a number or uh, into the plan in the first model right. which, that which she, she could afford. Yeah, just basically before looking, just right. an idea. She said, well, I think the price range is X. And that was a meeting that week. And then the next week she was in Florida looking. Well, That's one of the, how yeah, important it was. Well, yeah. Well, one of the things we recommend is if you are doing, and especially if you don't know the location exactly, which, you know, you know, state that you want to go to. Rent. Go, <laughs> yeah, to spend your vacations in these different locations. As a matter of fact, especially if you're looking for one of these, um, you know, resort, you know, I call them resorts. They're right. really 50 plus, you know, senior living communities. It's like living on a cruise right. ship. Right. And there's huge variability in the Carolinas, Georgia. Yeah, Florida, they're all over. They're building them all west, over. Right. And they're a wonderful place. But I mean, you know, but go and look, you know, because they're like, all a little bit different. Yeah, because a lot of those places have a stay, uh, a weekend stay thing where you can stay in one of the units for a very reasonable price and you get the all the amenities like you were really living there and it's a good test trial right yeah, you can uh, see the environment the people yeah. so a lot of times we recommend our clients they they combine their travel vacation with looking for a, a location that they may want to settle in so mm -hmm. go ahead back to your story Carrie. oh so she went down that next week I remember she called and said she called from didn't she call from Florida that she found a place yeah. Within days. Yeah. It's like, like she was ready to sign a contract. Right. The first place she saw. Because now she had the confidence. She had the peace of mind. We had already built in the, the model two, right. that and showed her she the, could afford it. Right. So she was ready to buy. But that's first, how you want to be. Right. And she 
fell in love with the first place she looked at. So did you recommend she bought? Put, uh, no, we said, why don't you look at a couple other ones? Yeah. I mean, you want to just compare, at least for compare it to make sure that that's the right one. Yeah, because she had never been uh, looked at any of these places down in Florida. No. And she's ready to buy the first one and she I walked into. And I think she was so excited that I think any place, and really, she probably would have been excited about all any place. So what happened? She looked at another place and fell in love with that more. And she ended up purchasing the second one she looked at. And boy, was she happy that she didn't purchase the first one. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, so, you know, so that's some, you know, see, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, one of the things that we say at the estate planning team is, um, yeah, I mean, crunching the numbers and building a model, that's all important, but it's really, you know, it's what your goals and objectives are. And it's also our role is, you know, the robot's going to crunch the numbers, Carrie, but our role is to help you, you know, down, we don't make decisions for our clients. No. We, but if we see them going down the wrong path, we, are, you know, our role is to say, no, we're going to reel you in a minute. Or at least and, we're going to bring this to your attention and yeah. give you pause to, here's something that you need to think about. Yeah, let's think about this other, you know, right. you know, because we've been helping clients build these plans for 35 years. So, you know, we've seen mistakes people have made and sometimes the robot will forget to ask you those questions, you know, that, well, really, did you look at this other place, you know, or do you really, you know, you know, what do you, you know, what do you want to do for your daughter's or son's wedding, you know, and and stuff like that. So it's that combination of, yeah, you know, the, the, the programs today um, are, are wonderful in crunching the numbers and building different scenarios and having the ability to, you know, make expense changes on the fly, you know, by category. So it's just not one expense for, you know, they, and, but you still need that human element to say, okay, have you thought about it this way uh, or not? And, and the other thing too, remember I said, you got to be honest with yourself, right? Because, because a robot won't know if you're lying to it. No, it's just saying this is what you want. Okay. Because yeah. the robot, if you tell the robot X, it, it, see, the robots uh, don't understand that people lie. Or I don't know. I See, and I you say that. I think just people, like, sometimes they get excited about an idea, but they haven't thought about all the um, factors into making that decision. I'm thinking with the two-home scenario, some people come in and they want the two-home scenario. But when you start building in the, well, then you're going to need two home repairs, two utilities, and you start adding up all these things, you know, two home maintenance. At some point, you might need to replace the roof at your, you know, for both homes. And it starts getting a little bit more. And if you're not going to be there all the time. And so it's sometimes bringing reality. And you're right, that human element of these are other things to consider before you make that decision. Financially, it may make sense. But you know what, maybe they'd rather allocate dollars to some other travel or going to see different places. And sometimes I think because we've done this a long time and dealt with many different scenarios and a lot of different hopes and dreams and goals that we can give you, hey, have you thought about this as an alternative that can accomplish what you want without that added expense of another home scenario? Yeah. So those are all things. So we'll um, now. So so the idea that, you know, so when you're building your financial plan, um, yeah, you you got to be, you know, you've got to spend some time on, you know, putting a price tag on the rest of your lifetime. You know, we always get the question mark, well, um, when can I retire? And I always say, well, you can retire tomorrow. You know, no one's holding a gun to your head. Mm-hmm. But what you're really asking me is if I retire tomorrow, what type of lifestyle can I afford for the rest of my life? Well, that takes more time to answer. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Because um, you know what you plan on spending money on isn't what your coworker plans on spending money on, and you know that's why you have to kind of build this yourself. Um, and the more time and effort you put into those price tags and time frame, the more peace of mind that you're going to have that it is realistic and conservative. Right. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I'll just throw that in there. What throw, you know, and we do have people that don't want to go into as much detail and we throw in assumptions, but the people, if you put more work into it, you're going to feel more comfortable that you're playing. Yeah, you're, your you're going to be in a better decision-making mode. Right. I mean, you can always use the 10-minute retirement plan. Right. Uh, you know, we can build your retirement plan in 10 minutes. Right. You know, just tell me what your net worth is or your investments are. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's Social Security income you're going to get. Tell me what um, pension, if you've got a pension, and I'll tell you how much you can spend the rest of your life. Right, and that's an hourly option. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and go from there. Now, but um, all right, so let's get to the point where, um, okay, you know, in other words, let's say you have got Plan A built, Carrie. Okay. Okay. But let's say it's not working, meaning that you're running out of money too fast. Okay. All right. Um, so what do you do? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of times, Carrie, I mean, plan A is never right. It, it, so either plan A is working or not working. Right, Carrie? In either case, that's where you make adjustments. See, the robot doesn't know to make adjustments unless you tell the robot, I want to work on a different scenario. And plan A is really where we get started. Right. So let's say plan A isn't working, all right? Um, well, you know, the DIYI, you know, the do-it-yourself internet, that always has the great, you know, solution for you. Work longer, spend less. And save more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> you know, work longer, spend less, and save more. Right. Okay? But really, we want, you know, we want to go a little bit to deeper To quantify it, maybe? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So if your plan is not working, those are basically the solutions, right? One, if you haven't retired yet, in other words, you're, you know, then calculate how much longer you would have to work. Is it a year? Is it five years? You know, could it be an encore career, a scale down career? You know, where, right, which means maybe you don't have to work as many hours. Maybe yeah. you could work part time somewhere or work doing something else, which we have a lot of people yeah. in and that let, boat. And let's say you were being conservative on the longevity. And you said, I want the plan to last 100. OK. Mm-hmm. OK. Well, how much longer would you have to work if you still didn't want to run out of money by age 100? Or you could go another plan uh, could be, well, how much discretionary spending do I have to cut? Mm-hmm. So you remember building that expense pyramid, we have separated all your expenses out, including discretionary, because if we have to cut, we're going to usually start there. Right. So maybe my daughters aren't going to get a $50,000 wedding. They're going to get a ten. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but that's... Or, or maybe I can't buy a $400,000 vacation home. I can only buy a two hundred fifty. dollars Okay. Uh, that type of thing. Um, another scenario, another path, maybe another plan would be um, what investment rate of return would I need? In other words, let's say you built plan A, assuming a 5% rate of return, but that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So what was enough? Do I have to go up to 10%? Mm, mm, I don't take a lot of risk there. Hey, but my plan works at 5.5% or 6%? Hmm, maybe I can willing to take a little bit more risk mm. to do that, okay? Um, but there's a limit, you know, how much is that? Right. Um, another plan, you may say, well, I'm going to reduce, Mark, I, you know, I told you 100, but I really don't think I'm going to live to 100. Nor do I want to work longer because I really don't think I'm going to live to 100. So 95. Yeah. So maybe you want to reduce the longevity that you build in the plan A. Now, I'm not saying you go down to 90 in that case. Maybe you go down to 97. Right. And, and, or 90, you know, something like that. Um, another one, you know, you could say, um, if I'm short, I want to finance my shortfall. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to use debt. I'm going to use mortgages. I'm going to use credit cards. I'm going to use auto, whatever. 
you know, uh, margin loans for my investment. You know, again, see, I, you know, I'm not in the Dave Ramsey camp, right, that says that nobody ever, ever should have any debt. Okay, um, I, I'm, you know, it's your plan. You know, it's not Dave Ramsey's plan. Okay, now if that's your choice, you never want to use debt. God bless you. We'll build the plan that way. But you know, if I have a client who's who says I'm going to have to use debt, we're, I mean, that's okay as long as you can service your debt. Mm-hmm. Now, if our model is showing you cannot service your debt, we got to talk about that. Right. Okay. Um, and in reality, Carrie, it's not the one of those pathways is the solution. It's usually some combination of a few of them. Okay. Not necessarily all of them. They may say, no, debt's out. Okay. Well, working longer, yeah, but not too much longer. So I'm willing to work a year longer, maybe a year and a half. <laughs> but how much, if I work two years longer, how much discretionary spending do I need to cut? You know, that type of So it's usually a combination or we're meeting with their investment advisor and saying what rate of return, you know, how much more risk would they need to take on if they wanted to increase their projected rate of return by 50 basis points or something like that. So it's that coordination of advisors and now you're working on it. Let's say, you know, uh, you know, now if it goes the other way and your plan A is working, then you have more fun conversations. Right. About. Maybe you can retire earlier, right? Maybe if you only built the plan to age 90, maybe you want to tell the robot, well, we'll do it, would still work if I live to 90? five right um how much more discretionary spending can i can i spend you know you know that those types of things how much less risk can i take if my plan's working on five percent you know would my plan work at four percent because maybe i can reduce a lot of the risk that's keeping me and, up at night and if why I don't take need... on more risk than you need to to be okay right um you know did you build in a budget for long-term care expenses hmm. okay um you know, so if you didn't in plan A and your plan A is working, you might want to build a, a, another scenario to say, is it still working if we have a future nursing home expense? Right. And those are things that the estate planning team does with this traditional financial planning number crunchies, number crunching, right. number crunching, crunchies. Crunchy. I like that, Carrie. <laughs> crunching. You can is that call... a new cereal? Yeah, no. Number crunchy. Uh, You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Hey, maybe I should pitch it to the people that do alphabets, I was thinking. (laughs) You can call again for a free consultation or sign up for our January planning classes at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. I've got a few minutes left to you know, speaking of rate of returns, right? Um, you know, a lot of people say, Mark, I don't know what rate of return I should be using. Well, that's a good question to ask your investment advisor, quite frankly, right? And if you don't know what questions to ask your investment advisor, that's what we help with. We coordinate that. Um, but it's based on, you know, not your feelings of what rate of return you think you should be getting. It's, it really should be based on your actual allocation. You know, that, that's a difference between a conservative and a realistic, you know, uh, example, Carrie, right? The, the client may say, I want to run my plan conservatively, Mark, run it at a 4% rate of return because in their minds they're being conservative. But then when we look at their portfolio, they're 90% in stocks. Well, that's a disconnect. That, that, that's not the reality. I mean, you, you wouldn't only expect a 4% rate of return being 90% in stocks or take on that risk. So that's a disconnect. Okay, so you got to get back. Now, a very popular allocation over the years, Carrie, has been 60-40. Right? 
60% in the growth and maybe 40% in fixed. Um, and that's, you know, that's done pretty well, you know, including in 2019, it did very well, you right. know, with the S&P five, if you're using S&P 500 as a benchmark for the, your growth, you know, that did 29%. You know, if, if you look at the U S uh, aggregate bond market as a benchmark for the fix that did what about eight or 9%. So on a combined 60, 40, you did 20, 21% in 19. Nice. Okay. But it hasn't always done that well. No. The prior year was probably negative mm. because we had a negative. We had a we had a we had an S and P loss in 2018, and the bond market was pretty much flat. So how is that portfolio done over five years? Rolling average here, about seven point three two percent. I was going to say I'm sure last year helped that overall yeah. average. Quite how about a bit. right? How about ten years? About 8.6%. Mm. And, you know, so you can say, yeah, 60-40 is held in there pretty well. Now you say, well, Mark, I don't need 7 to 8-9%. Okay, well, what if you reduce your allocation to 50-50 using the same okay. benchmarks? The S&P 500 and the U.S. aggregate bond market. Okay, so a 50-50 over five years, uh, it's at about 6.61%. Still pretty good. Okay, and a 10-year, it's done about 7.8%. Well, Mark, what if I go one even further? What if I only do 40-60 and really take some risk off the table? 40% in growth, 60% in fixed. Okay, the five-year rolling average, you're about 5.9%. The 10-year, about 6 to 7%. Hmm. So, you know, things might not be as bad as you think. And, you know, now, if you're... You, if you have fees involved, you have to take that off the percentage right. that I just gave you. So you got to account for that. But that's the idea of saying, okay, so now I'm going to go back to some realistic, okay, conservative assumption that if I'm going to tell the robot to use a certain rate of return, I want it based on how I'm actually allocated. Mm -hmm. And again, if you don't know how to do that, that's a, that may be a question you need to have with your investment advisor or we know what questions I need to be asking. All right. Make sure you take advantage of the free consultation that we offer and sign up for our free updated planning classes in January. We'll also cover details on the Secure Act. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.